As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is The Athletic's Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast, Aaron Portsline with you on a Thursday afternoon. Blue Jackets practice today. They're off to Winnipeg. They've got a nice back-to-back. Winnipeg on Friday, Minnesota on Saturday, then home. We'll get to some big news and notes regarding the Blue Jackets as they prepare to play the final month of the regular season. And then we'll be joined by two of the NHL's finest beat writers, Sarah Sivian, who covers the Carolina Hurricanes for The Athletic, and George Richards, who covers the Florida Panthers for Florida Hockey Now. Uh, We wanted to bring Sarah and George in uh, to discuss the convoluted, complicated, confusing, pick your word, trade that uh, went down Monday, literally at the last minute Monday, by the way, uh, that saw Max Domi get traded from the Blue Jackets ultimately to Carolina in a three-way trade between the Blue Jackets, the Panthers, and the Hurricanes. I say ultimately, because he was technically traded first to the Panthers. This is a weird one. Uh, we've received a ton of questions about this. A lot of a lot of questions about the mechanics of the trade, but also uh, more than a few about the just the very purpose of it. What the hell was the point of that? Um, and we'll try to get to those. I think the discussion may help with some of those. It's a it's a wild trade. It's not as big a deal as it is a confusing trade. Um, but it's worth exploring, and it's the only move the Blue Jackets made at the trade deadline, which I think could be surprising to some as well. Uh, so we'll bring Sarah in. We'll bring George in in just a minute. Let's get to some news and notes first. Uh, the Blue Jackets announced on Thursday that goaltender Jonas Corposalo would miss the rest of the regular season because of a lingering hip injury, one that he's battled apparently for almost two seasons now. Corpusala will have surgery in the coming days, faces a six-month recovery, which is almost certainly not the way he intended to hit unrestricted free agency this summer. Uh, there's no word on how this will impact Corpusala's required military service. I don't know if you remember that story from earlier this season, uh, but it's hard to see him completing any part of that commitment while he recovers from hip, sur- hip surgery. So, his next half year is pretty much going to be spent getting back to, to health again. If this sounds familiar, it should. Uh, Blue Jackets goaltender Daniil Tarasov, one of the 
brightest prospects in the organization, had essentially the same surgery uh, last month, and he's hoping to be back by training camp and could very well push for an NHL job next season along with Elvis, uh, Elvis Merzlikens. Um, in the wake of those injuries to Tarasov and Corpusalo, the Blue Jackets are now prepared to go the rest of the season with Merzlikens and Jean-Francois Berube as their, back, as their goalie tandem. Uh, Merzlikens, as you'll note, has missed the last few games with back spasms. Uh, he practiced today, first game back, and his or first practice back, and is good to go Friday in Winnipeg. Uh, Brad Larson, Blue Jackets coach, indicated today that Merzlikens is going to see a heavy workload the rest of the way. I would suspect Barube gets a few starts in there, but probably no more than that. And and if you look at this this way, the Blue Jets suddenly number three on the Blue Jackets organizational depth chart with goalies is none other than Jet Greaves, who was an invite to the Traverse City Prospects Tournament just last fall. That tells you how quick things can change in this world. And now Jet Greaves only signed to an NHL contract a little bit more than a month ago when they had uh, some rather desperate goalie situations. It was actually in Columbus for a week or so when Berube was playing. Um, He's now a muscle pull away from making his NHL debut, which is really something. And, you know, it's, it's incredible how, how far away the NHL must feel sometimes for some of these guys and yet how close it can be uh, when certain things fall into place. Um, other news from the, from the Blue Jackets today, defenseman Adam Boakfist, he has skated for a little while now. He was activated from injured reserve and is going to play Friday in Winnipeg. He took practice drills on Thursdays with, on Thursday with Vladislav Gavrikov. Uh, so call that the Blue Jackets' second pair for now. And, of course, the other news of the week was the trade of Max Domi to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the only move that the Blue Jackets made at the trade deadline as mentioned, it's quite a trade, and I'll, we will I'll warn you in advance here. If you suffer from vertigo, as I do, this whole thing can be pretty dizzying. Um, so let's get to it. Let's bring in our contestants for the day uh, to delve into this further Blue Jackets trade of Max Domi. Okay, she is Sarah Sivian, beat writer extraordinaire for The Athletic, covering the Carolina Hurricanes. He is the mayor of Pantheland. I don't think that's overstating things. Mr. George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. Sarah, George, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having us. Hi, Portsy. Hey, buddy. What's going on there? <laughs> what's going um, on, Dolly? So I'm going to go through this trade. I've been through it in my – I mean, listen, you guys you guys have a lot more going on than I do with your teams right now. I've been going over this thing for a few days. I'm going to lay it out here as briefly as I can. Tell me if I screw something up because um, it's a it's a doozy and a, and a beauty. The Hurricanes wanted Max Domi but couldn't fit him under the cap. Even if the Blue Jackets took 50%, the, the most allowed, which they did, the Canes couldn't get him under the cap. So they needed to bring in a third party. That's where the Panthers and friend of the program, Bill Zito, come in. The Blue Jackets technically traded Max Domi and a sixth-round pick to Florida for defenseman Tyler Inamoto. The Jackets then traded Inamoto to Carolina for defenseman Aiden Reschick who just finished his freshman season at Boston College. Florida trades Max Domi then to Carolina. That's how he got to Carolina. For prospect Igor Korshkov, currently playing in the KHL. Sarah, this move from the Carolina perspective makes sense to me. 
That's really the only way that this trade makes sense to me, that perspective. I think they won this trade if we can throw down a, a, um, a determination of that already. They get Domi for the bottom six. It only costs them three hundred grand the rest of the way. And they don't have any interest in, in a moto. I think that's my sense. Is that your sense as well? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everybody involved in this trade, like hadn't been signed, didn't want to be signed, something like that. So it's yeah. kind of definitely a win for the Canes, but it's kind of like apples to oranges, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what, tell me what the Canes see in, in Domi, where he fits, where, where, where he can help them. Cause they are so deep at forward. Yeah. I do think this trade is kind of growing on me because obviously when all the details came to light, it made sense that they weren't spending that much money for him. And he's played with Kokaniemi in the playoffs before. And now, yes, he's debuting with him on the fourth line tonight. And that's, they want a depth scoring. And that's going to be, if they can recreate what they did in Montreal, that's going to be some depth scoring. And I think I've been talking to a few people that he used to play with. And it's just like, if he has elite players next to him, he's a very elevated player and is a, is a very, very good player. So I think when he has the right castmates next to him, it makes sense for the Canes. I mean, they wanted a goal scorer, I thought. So I was a little puzzled when you look at kind of the past few seasons from him, but he has had one or two seasons where he's scoring yeah. plus yeah. 20 goals. So Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he is a talented dude. It, it comes and it goes, but like you said, he wasn't playing with guys consistently here that that are, you know, of the of the ilk that he may be playing with there, certainly at the pace. Um, George, the, the Panthers, to me, are a, are a mystery on this one. We'll get to the Blue Jackets in a second. Uh, Bill Zito, hard to question anything anything he's done in Florida because yeah. um, he has those those Panthers humming wrong. I'm sure he's got a, a reason for this. Um, there's they, They've got a threat to do something that hasn't been done in South Florida since the Doug McLean days. Um, but what is the thinking here? Because if you boil this down to the the simplest form, the Panthers paid about three hundred grand for a sixth round pick, which seems steep. Yep. But not not only did they do that, but they did it to help a team that they they could very well be face facing in these playoffs. Um, what's the thinking there? I don't know. I mean, honestly, we haven't spoken to Bill Zito about it. The trade went down after his availability. I didn't see him yesterday at practice. Um, yeah, you on the surface, it doesn't make any sense because Florida and Carolina most definitely could meet up in the Eastern Conference final. And, you know, you know, Domi, he's going to, you know, mess around and, you know, he'll be a part of that series. But if it sure. happens, I'm, I'm sure the Panthers are thinking, you know, we're not thinking that far ahead. Maybe it was a solid for Yarmo. Maybe it was, you know, trying to, you know, I, I don't know. Either that or they really like the the, the Korshev kid from uh, from the KHL. Florida's had some success with players coming over from the K. So, you know, that could possibly be a thing. But on the surface, you're right, Ports, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just a stranger. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, the Blue Jackets, from their perspective, they took the best deal they could get for Domi. Yep. I mean, think about that. And it took them until 2.59 p.m., literally, uh, to swing this. They're paying six hundred grand the rest of the way for Domi to play. For a division rival, such that it is, and they have to show all they have to show for it is a moderately promising uh, defenseman prospect, Russia. This, uh, I, I think, this tells you how little a market there was for Domi. I mean, Carolina's taking him for three hundred grand. That hell yeah, you do that. If he doesn't give you anything, you've lost essentially nothing. It also says how eager the Blue Jackets were to get rid of him. Now, you know the. <sighs> The other thing that's so hard for some Columbus fans to accept about this trade is that Max Domi represented what they got for Josh Anderson, uh, which was that was a hard player to trade for them. Domi's what they got in return under the hope he could play center. He couldn't. The the they've got a prospect uh, that they drafted for with the pick that they got along with Domi. But uh, tell us, Sarah, if you would about Reshik, a, a draft pick from just last year. How high how high were the Canes? on him um i hear kind of a mixed mixed bag of of responses from scouts and draft analysts what what have you heard about him if anything that that should provide optimism for blue jackets fans yeah to be honest i'd love to provide optimism for blue jackets fans but i had not really heard much about him at all so that's kind of neutral it's not great but it's not horrible right i mean everybody knows you look at the place he went in the draft and it's kind of like, all right, you're not expecting mountains to be moved, but it could, right. you never know. You never know. Yeah. Puck moving supposedly defenseman who had eight points freshman season at, at college. Um, again, guys are mixed on him. I don't think it's a huge return for him, but again, how quickly they wanted to get rid of, of um, Domi exactly. and Sarah, the, the hurricanes didn't really do much at this trade deadline. The feeling there is it, that's a cap issue but they feel like they're pretty damn solid is that fair to say yeah and i think probably the number one thing which is kind of why they didn't make a bigger move and that this worked so well for them is that they really didn't want to give anybody up on the roster which we'll see how that pans out but they were very adamant like if they can keep every single guy on the team they're not going to mess with it because it partially they all love each other and partially it's the system with rod. It's so fast and it kind of, it can take people to like catch up a little bit, but I think Domi can fit in a system like that. Yeah. He's a little crazy too. Is that good for them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They need guys like that that are a little, you see Trocek chirping at everybody like that. They need, but at the same time, they need more of that. And, um, I know he's not like his dad to that extent, but I I do know he's a chippy player. And I think the Canes have lacked that a lot coming into the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing with like, he doesn't fight as much as his dad, which is a damn shame because his dad was such an entertainer. Um, (laughs) But he does get like gloriously unhinged sometimes where he just (laughs) is just off the rails and there's nothing you can do to get him back, which is great. Um, but he's never done the heavyweight belt thing on his way to the box like Ty used to do all the time, which was <laughs> which was the best. 
Yeah, um, Rod, Rod Brindamore uh, was yes. asked if he ever fought Domi, and he said, "Who who did it?" Like, yeah, yeah, that could be an interesting relationship. Yeah, do, um, his dad said, obviously tied him. He said he was so excited, like he was more excited than anybody that uh, Max. Sorry, I'm getting a little mixed up there. That Max went to the Canes because he loves Rod as a coach. So I thought yeah. that was cool. That's awesome. I've been calling Max Ty for like two years now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, don't feel bad. Uh, George, the Panthers went crazy at the trade deadline. Th- this is all in, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you look at what the Panthers gave up, I mean, they gave up two first-round picks. Uh, Owen Tippett, a very solid, mm-hmm. um, you know, borderline NHL player. Um, yeah, but you get Ben Chirot back, and you get uh, Claude Giroux, and by putting uh, – by putting Aaron Ekblad on LTIR, they're able to bring in another depth defenseman and Robert Robert Hag from, from Buffalo. And, you know, going back to this 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 three-way deal, you know, I, I think, you know, Zito just wanted to, you know, be able to use some of that newfound uh, salary cap space that he had, right? And mm-hmm. he helps out his buddy in, uh, in, in, uh, in Columbus, so... Yeah, Panthers go all in. I mean, they've got three new faces in the lineup tonight. Uh, they play uh, they play Montreal, and they've got you know everybody in there. Giroux is right. in there on the first line, so they're they're looking pretty good. Now Zito's an interesting cat. Of course, he was an assistant GM under Yarmo Kekalainen for a few years before he went to Florida. George, he's got to be a folk hero down there right now, or a or a burgeoning one yeah. at least. I've always said. Zito's the type of guy that looks at the CBA. Everybody else sees rules. He sees opportunities. He sees he sees holes in the CBA. Um, perfectly legal, but he, this guy knows how to operate and knows how to work a system. It's he's done well in that regard for Florida. What, what's his status down there? How do people see the savior of the franchise? Well, I mean, if he was if he was. Doing this for the Miami Dolphins, they already have statues and highways yeah. named after him down here. But yeah, I mean, when, when when you talk about the Panthers, he has just done a you know just look at the way he has turned over this roster yeah. since he took over for Dale Talon two years ago, and it's it's just amazing. There's like five players left from the 2020 team, wow. and that was a team that you know they brought in Joel Quinville, they brought they signed all those free agents in July. In 2019, um, they go one year with Dale Town with all that, and then and then Bill Zito comes in here, and basically, with the exception of Sasha Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, Aaron Eckblad, and Bob, blows it up. So, um, you know, it, it's it, it's 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 pretty incredible what he's done. And what you talk about using the, the the salary cap to his advantage, to the team's advantage. He's a former agent, you know. He used to talk to teams and say, "Hey, no, you can fit so and so in because you do X, Y, and Z with the cap." Um, right. And he's got the front office for those kind of guys, so it's not really a surprise that he's been able to do that stuff. Yeah, the man loves to argue too. He you can have a like good argument with him. Yes, you can about anything. <laughs> oh, anything! Any- like the most ridiculous thing, and you don't even know why you're arguing about it. You just go down that road. I've had arguments with him about the baseball cap I wore to practice. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> like what? what? What happened there? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I asked people out there in, in Twitter land if they wanted to throw a question. Um, Sarah, are you good with a couple of interesting ones here? Of course. I'd love nothing more. Um, you probably get this a lot. Is cheer wine still as delicious as ever? 
I've honestly never had it. Sugar oh. does crazy things to me. I if, oh, that's if, sugar. If there's ever diet cheer wine, count me in. <laughs> yes. Can I answer this one? Yes. Hit me. This one's more in my wheelhouse. The cheer. I've got cheer wine in the house here in Florida. Mm. Yeah, oh, wow. cheer wine is as delicious. And Sarah, they do make a cheer wine zero. We can't get it down here. Right. You sure as heck can in Raleigh. I'm on. Check it, it out. I'm on it. it it's delicious. It's really well, good. Cheer wine I love zero going, is really okay. good. I love going to Raleigh because there's cheer wine there and nowhere else. Right. One of the few reasons I like going to Pittsburgh is because there's RC there and nowhere oh, else. Oh yeah. RC. You can get the um, uh, cheer wine float at uh, Cookout too. So check there that you out. go. Oh, oh, Cookout! Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, and, and with these questions, of course, you can see where the Blue Jacket season is headed right now. <laughs> um, another one, uh, Sarah. Uh, this guy wants to know. Jonathan Barnes seems a semi-normal guy. Uh, can you mail him some Sunrise Biscuit Kitchen from Chapel Hills? That's okay. Yes, you are on something with that. That oh, is Sunrise yeah? Biscuit yeah. Kitchen. That's a good, good place. Yeah, nice. I like the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit there. That's a one. Yeah, and then to a hockey question from the same cat: Does Max Domi resurrect? This is Jonathan Barnes, by the way. If you're listening, Jonathan, thanks for the questions. Thank you. Does Max Domi resurrect the bunch of jerks movement in the triangle? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they need some snarl in the lineup, right? Trocek has been kind of funny lately, and I was talking to him uh, like a little bit yesterday, and he was just like, yeah, I've been talking a lot this season. <laughs> like, at least the Canes have got that maybe in his contract year, and maybe he and Domi will kind of join forces and be kind of the bad boys yeah. of the bunch of jerks movement. <laughs> yeah, they'll have to tell Domi to shut up if he's anything like here. <laughs> Perfect. He, yeah, he gets going pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, so so what's the outlook? Let's go uh, to each of you first, to Sarah. The outlook of of your team. What is the expectation? Is it Stanley Cup? Get to the Stanley Cup or bust? Is it Cup or bust? What what are the expectations as you come into the stretch drive here? I think it's get to the Stanley Cup or bust yeah. because you look at the past and the ECF run was kind of a Cinderella, and now they've been perennial playoff in a playoff position, but it's like, they need to take that next step. And after they were first round exit via Tampa last time, it was kind of Aho just looked so upset. And he was like, this isn't good enough anymore. Like it's time. So I don't know if they have to win this cup this year. And they've had a few, they have a few years to do that in Aho's contract, I think. And then they got to start asking questions, but I think they need to make it to the cup final, <laughs> especially because yeah. they didn't make many moves, you know? So they're going to yeah. be criticized for that if they don't make it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It does seem to, to be the next step. Um, George, this is all still kind of so new to Florida to be one of the elite teams. What's what's necessary in the postseason for this all to, to be enough? Well, I think unlike Carolina, um, Florida, you know, hasn't had any recent playoff success, right? They haven't won a playoff series since 1996. So that's Incredible. 26 years ago. That's the year of the rat. That's you know, <laughs> Miami Arena stuff. So it's been a really long time that this team has even won a series. So let's, you know, how about Florida win a series and then we'll talk. But that said, yes, I think um, this this is a Stanley Cup or bust team. Um, you don't make the moves that Bill Zito made um, at the trade deadline, trading away future assets the way they have to to make this team as good as it is they you know this is a get to you know get get to the Stanley Cup finals see what happens um we, we all know hockey playoffs are nuts this isn't the NBA that the eight rarely upsets the one 
in the in, in the NBA, but it happens in the NHL a lot. Yeah. Um, so they're they're just a different animal when it comes to that. But Florida, um, you know, they're going for it, and then they know that after this, you know, next year they're still going to be good, but they're not going to have the draft the, the cap space next year to make the kind of moves that they did this year. And then you've that, and this is the last year Barkov and Huberdo are on their team friendly deals. Barkov's yeah. getting ten million next year. Huberdo the year after is going to get his payday. So um, they're going for it now. They 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 see a small window. There's not a lot of opportunity to to, to win and win it all. And the Panthers realize that, and that's what they're going for. And one of the real bright stories for Florida this year has been how Bobrovsky has gotten it together. Yeah. And now he has not historically been a great playoff goalie. Where's where's Bob at in all of this, and how much how much is leaning on him here when the the games start to really mean something? I think quite a bit, right? I mean, yeah. he's had how many really good series in his postseason career in Columbus? I mean, the Washington one that I covered with you was okay. It was pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it was okay. Um, the, the Tampa Bay series, obviously, and the Boston series, I don't think people were giving him a lot of blame for, for losing the Boston in round two. Um, but that, you know, and then he signs with Florida. So, um, a lot of weight is on Bobrovsky, but I think having, especially when you've got Spencer Knight waiting in the wings and last year, Bob, you know, with the bat, you know, was pulled for Chris Drieger, then put right. back in and pulled for Spencer Knight. So. Um, he didn't have a very good postseason last year against Tampa Bay. Uh, the Panthers, I mean, but he's looked hes looked like a different, you know, he's looked Vezina-worthy at times this season where I didn't think we saw that last year. So yeah. the Panthers are putting a lot of putting a lot of their uh, eggs in that basket, that's for sure. Yeah, how many times has Bob said, I'm not really thinking of this? Quite a, yeah, every time we talk. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's the best. It is it's the best. The best. Hey, uh, Sarah Sivian, The Athletic, George Richards, Florida Hockey Now. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for being with us. I hope it brought some sort of clarity to this trade. Um, <laughs> we tried our best. We did yeah. everything we could. It's, you know, they didn't do us any favors, these guys. Still makes no sense, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Hey, thanks. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Hope to see you out there on the tour here very soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs>